to the Smoking Cuban Podcast. We are now on episode five. Um, my name is Cole Rast, uh, co-host, and with me as always is Manny Dixon. Go ahead and give a shout, Manny. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. Thanks for joining us once again. All right. It is good to be back. It's been a little bit, it seems like, but we're ready to, uh, to get back into the swing of things. Um, we are recording just before March Madness starts, which is going to be the theme of our podcast today. Um, th- this is my favorite time of the year, my favorite sporting event of the year every year. I don't know about you, Manny, but I just can't get enough of March Madness. Uh, same here. Um, it's like, you know, we love the NBA, of course. Um, World Series is great. Super Bowl is great, but just the 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 parody um, that you get from March Madness is uh, something I look forward to every year. You know, uh, no no giant is too big to go down as you saw last year with you know sixteen Virginia going down to UMBC. So mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love a good upset. I like to you know watch the world burn. So <laughs> this, this is the no best time this. to do it. <laughs> exactly. All right, so like I said, we're gonna we're gonna be pretty uh, on theme with March Madness uh, for this um, podcast. There's not as much Mavs news as we'd hope for uh, this time of the year, but you know some people are are excited with the way the team's going. Some people, like myself, not so much. Um, you know, it's it, it's neither here nor there. But we're not gonna get too much into the Mavs. We will talk Mavs, obviously, because that's our that's our podcast. But um, we want we want to talk about some college basketball. Want to talk about some um, some Mavs that have been in March Madness before. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Portland game because we are recording while they're playing right now. We're not sure how that game is going to end up. We will talk a little bit about it uh, later on in the podcast, but for now we're just going to jump into March Madness. So, um, Manny, we you know it's it's almost time to start talking about draft as a as a real possibility looks like the Mavs are going to be in the lottery without a doubt or they they have been eliminated statistically now mm-hmm. um their odds chance or their their odds for the draft being in the top four are um you know they're they're pretty good I think it's like 30 percent or something like that okay. uh, so we want to talk a little bit about some top five pro- or prospects or top five uh, potential picks in the uh, in March Madness. We're going to do it uh, around the horn. So we're going to uh, talk about one in each corner of the bracket. So get us started, Manny. Let's, uh, let's jump in Duke's corner in the east. Well, I mean, we'll keep it at Duke. I'm going with Zion Williamson. Uh, no surprise there. I believe he's the top overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, he's absolutely the uh, main standout uh, most uh, he's just the most sensational player coming out of this draft he's the most uh, impactful as you can see by uh, Duke's play since he's been back from his injury um, and I think the sky's the limit for him so yeah he's definitely going to be the first note for my board yeah I mean it's it seems like every year there's a undoubted undisputed number one overall pick most years it seems like there shouldn't be, or you know, after the fact it seems like they probably messed up and probably missed out on someone. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, so since Manny took the obvious number one pick and the, the least likely player for the Mavs to get, um, I'm going to go with uh, Cam Reddish. Okay. And this is going to be, you know, this is 
Manny loves hearing this. He's a big Cam Reddish fan. But uh, <laughs> no, I I'm not high on R.J. Barrett. That's why I didn't choose him. I don't think that he is. Um, I don't think that he's as good a fit for the Mavs. He's. Pre- I think he's a better player. I, I don't think that's hard to see. But he does seem to be a. Um, you know, he he needs his his shots. He need he's kind of like uh, Tim Hardaway in a way. He's he needs to get at least a a dozen shots in a game for him to even be productive. I think Cam Reddish can be more of a spot-up shooter. Um, I wouldn't use a top-five pick on him personally, but um, if it came down to that, I think that he would be a good fit for the Mavs. So that's why I talked about Cam Reddish in this one. Uh, I don't think that, like I said, I think there are five players you can name that are going to be better than him from this draft, but he's a, he's a good fit, and, uh, and if he can catch fire, if he can shoot better than he's done so far in his freshman year, then he could be a steal. Not too bad. All right, let's go down the list um, to the west, Gonzaga's corner. Um, I've got Jarrett Culver from uh, Texas Tech. I think that he is a great player for one. I mean, he he obviously is the premier player at Texas Tech. He's a projected uh, top five pick. Uh, He's a good shooter. Uh, good scorer in general. He's a great rebounder um, for his size. Um, I do wonder if he's going to be in a similar area with Cam Reddish as far as, or as uh, R.J. Barrett as far as needing touches um, with the Mavs. But uh, I think he's a good defense, a good defender, a good athlete. Um, I've been really impressed with this game. I do see, I do watch some Texas Tech ball because they're low or they're closer. And uh, I've been able to watch him a few times, um, but yeah, he's he's who I picked from that corner. Who you got from the Gonzaga corner? Well, again, I'm going I'm going to go with the obvious pick here. I'm going to go with John ja Morant. Uh, he's he's another one of those uh, like he doesn't have too many holes in his game. I just love his um, his athleticism, his motor, um, his intensity, the inten- intensity that he plays with. Uh, every game, um, I actually have you know him taking uh, Murray State pretty far into um, <laughs> into the tournament. So I mean, I I am I, I guess like in the minority here. I don't think uh, it will be an issue having a, a multiple guard lineup. Um, I think you know there's enough shots to go up. You know there are enough touches to go around, um, and more athleticism would not hurt the. The starting lineup, in my opinion. So yeah, I I would love to add a um, dynamic uh, point guard like uh, John Morant. All right, I can get behind that. Um, let's go up to the Virginia corner. Who you got up there? Virginia. Virginia South. All right. So for the South, I'm gonna switch up a little bit. I have uh, Admiral Schofield out of Tennessee. Uh, again, another guard. He's a he's a I guess a dual threat. Uh, he can play a little point, little two guard. Uh, he does a little bit of everything. Uh, he's averaging right now, I believe, um, 18 points, which is like I think third in the SEC. Um, mm-hmm. He's putting up over 50%, you know, field goal shooting, uh, 40% from three. Um, yeah, he's pretty, pretty all around um, great player. Uh, he's a gym rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a gym rat. He just uh, he he keeps, you know, he keeps himself. Um, He's like a student of the game, so um, he's always trying to improve. Uh, I know um, his coach over at um, 
Tennessee actually compares him to, you know, like the P.J. Tuckers, Royal YVs of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he's a pretty good uh, hard-nosed type player. Um, yeah, I just love players like him. Uh, he doesn't really have, uh, like, one set role. Like, he's just one of those uh, glue guys, a utility type player. And I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, love to plug him in, maybe add some depth to the uh, to our lineup. Yeah, I, I like Admiral Schofield a lot. He's a great player. I think he's getting underrated in a lot of uh, a lot of people's draft projections. He he exactly what you said. He's a great you know go in no nonsense type player. Uh, a lot kind of like he reminds me kind of of Harrison Barnes in that way where it's you know it's all basketball all the time. Um, my pick for the that corner is DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter out of Virginia. Um, he could be an elite defender in the NBA. He's six seven with a seven foot wingspan, quick. Uh, he moves well. Um, he's actually been unbelievable three point shooter in his uh, two years at Virginia, um, shooting almost forty six percent this year. Um, Virginia has a way of making really good players look not great. I don't really understand it because um, you know I've already heard some people talk about how DeAndre Hunter is giving them you know nightmares about Justin Anderson because he's kind of the similar role but I think uh, I think they're completely different players Hunter is bigger he's he moves better he's good I, I the shooting we'll see if it translates but I think just with his defense alone you have a great player a great wing defender for the Mavs that they could definitely use so uh, he's my pick I think that he'll sneak into the top 10 um, of the draft on draft night and I think that uh, I think that top five wouldn't be too much of a stretch for him okay all right, and we'll jump down to the um, the Midwest, uh, North Carolina corner, UNC, and um, I've got Nasir Little here. Um, I think that it would be a, a shock if he found his way into the top five, but I do think that he's a good player. I think that he is a um, hard-nosed player. He's had kind of his ups and downs this year um, in his freshman year, but he is a you know, six foot six forward, um, very athletic, moves well, good defense. Um, his shot is is good, not great, um, but I think there's a lot of growth that's gonna ha- that's gonna happen with him once he makes it to the NBA. I think he's gonna be um, the type of player that will put in the work to become great, or at least um, be above average and be a a solid player for whatever team gets him. So that's who I've got from that corner. How about you from the Midwest? Um, I actually have a Tar Heel myself. I have uh, Cam Johnson. Um, I love the guy. Uh, he's he's uh, he's tall. He's lengthy. He's a great, great outside shooter, um, which I feel we need a lot more of. Um, mm-hmm. He should be in the top five, in my opinion, um, especially with his play coming down the stretch for UNC in the ACC mm-hmm. tournament. Um, he's really shown that uh, he's worthy of a top five pick to me. Um, again, like you said, uh, I would be surprised if he didn't shoot up into the, you know, at least at least the top ten. But in my opinion, um, he should be a bit higher. Um, if these if these teams are paying attention, if you know they're they're looking at his uh, his production, how he helps in uh, the flow of offense for uh, for UNC. Um, the kids, he's he's amazing, and this is coming coming from me. Like I hate from a Duke but, fan, right? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, lo- I love his game. Um, I I would welcome him, welcome him in uh in Dallas in the heartbeat, honestly. Uh, yeah, I feel like I, he he's just 
I, I just love his his size and his ability to shoot at a high clip. You know, um, it, it fits today's today's NBA. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he should definitely be on, high on people's draft boards. I agree. Yeah, he's got flashes of uh, of Justin Jackson at UNC, which is which is a compliment. Justin yeah. Jackson hasn't been able to translate that quite as well into the NBA, but I think I still think he's going to have a good career. But he's yeah, he's an excellent shooter. Um, so so. Just out of curiosity, you're gonna take Cam Johnson over Cam Reddish in the draft? <laughs> yes. Uh interestingly enough, I would. Um this this is gonna come off bad, but Cam Reddish, he just for me, he just hasn't lived up to what I thought he would be. Uh he's had a a good year overall, but he's pretty sketchy uh with his shooting. Um, I don't know. He just reminds me of Wes a little bit. It's like we expect a whole lot, and it's like when he's hot, he's on. Like he can like you know take over a game for you, but mm-hmm. when he's off, like he misses those first few shots, it's hard for him to you know find his rhythm. And he's just he's just like a he's just standing out there. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. um honestly, just watching them, he doesn't really um offer a whole lot more if his shot isn't falling uh so yeah with cam johnson uh like again his his length so that even helps on the defensive end you know like he's able to get in you know into the the passing lanes um on the defensive end so yeah i would i would take mm-hmm. him over over redis right now all right i like that um okay let's jump into second round draft prospects um you know the mavs definitely have a pick in in the second round so these are a little maybe a little more interesting right now um you know Mavs fans are awfully hyped about the opportunity to have a top four pick but you know it's still there's still a higher chance of us not getting one than there is of us getting one so I don't think it's only it's time to to get too excited about that I do think that there are going to be some second round picks that will be intriguing at the very least I think that this draft is um I think that this draft has a lot of talent but I think that it's pretty evenly spread once you get rid once you move the top pick after pick number one i think that two through 40 two through 50 could all be decent players um some of them will have a chance at, at stardom whereas or, you know in previous drafts you know like last year there are five six seven guys that could could legitimately be all-stars in the future so i think that it's a it's a very different style draft but i do think the second round will um will give us some opportunity to see guys that that could be intriguing and could be good player good assets for the Mavs going forward so let's uh, let's jump into it um let's go with uh let's go back up to the east uh duke's corner who's your who's the second round prospect that you're looking at in this corner um i have someone that i believe is projected to go first round uh, so I might be knocking him down a notch. <laughs> uh, but I have uh, Bruno Fernando out of Maryland. Um, and this mm-hmm. is like no knock to his game at all. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of who I had going, you know, first round. But um, with him, I love his energy, his motor, his tenacity. It's the same things I, I like uh, with uh, Bam Adebayo. Um, okay. that's just, so, yeah, I mean, he's just... He's just energetic. Uh, he he can he can be uh, I don't know. He could put him as like the the starting lineup at the four. Um, he can be someone coming off the bench. Um, I just love um, 
the way he plays. I just love how he gets up, you know, for his rebounds. Um, he he stays active. Um, he has a quick uh, second jump. Um, yeah, he stays super active on the defensive end, which I love. Um, he doesn't have like a whole lot of size, but he knows how to use what he has to his advantage. He kind of reminds me of, of a little bit about a uh, like a Montrez Harold type, you know, okay. um, one of those guys. Uh, you know, you would love to have a guy like that, you know, on any team for the most part because they just bring it every night, you know, because he um, right. bring bring yeah. the Brandon Bass back. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just like I just love energetic guys, guys that you know make the most of minutes that they get. You know, guys mm-hmm. that look, you know, like they listen, man. Like they want to be here. They want to earn their keep. You know, and he just jumps out as one of those players. I actually got the opportunity to uh, uh, see him play live a few times. I'm out in Maryland. Ooh. Yeah, man, great guy, great guy. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to have him uh, in the second round. I think that would be a, a steal. Yeah, yeah. If he fell to the second round, that would be. I mean, that would. That would be like Jalen Brunson falling to the second round. It would be crazy. Ah, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So mine, I found, um, let's see, who do I have in this corner? Well, now I'm questioning myself. Hold on. Did I pick? Okay, so I put someone from the wrong corner, apparently. Um, At first, I had Naz Reed from LSU. Okay. Um, I feel like he's going to be a first rounder. I, I just like his game. I think that he's a good player. I think that he's got a lot of potential. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sold on him, but I think that he could be, um, you know, similar to to actually what you were talking about. I think he can be a high energy, um, full pace, power forward type player that's always moving, always always doing something, kind of like uh, Montrez Harrell. Um, yeah, that's who I had. I, I I erased him and I put Caleb Martin from Nevada, and that's the wrong corner. So that's okay. where the confusion came in. So <laughs> well, let me talk about Caleb Martin a little bit. Um, I I do like Caleb Martin's game. He is um, you know, he's a senior. He's a little bit older than the rest of the guys. Um, he's actually, you know, he's actually a lot older than most of the guys. Um, yeah. Twenty four, I think. But he's, I've watched Nevada play a few times. He's a great player shoots the ball well moves well um good defender um honestly i think that his stock is has dropped a lot just because of his age um he's a pretty well-rounded player not gonna be your uber athlete not gonna you know get you off your seat too much but you know six foot six um guard forward type hybrid player can can do a little bit of everything i yeah i think he's gonna be a steal for whoever gets him should be um yeah and then the other one i had in that corner um i'll just talk about him for a second his name is uh oh i know his name in michigan iggy brasdakis i don't know how to pronounce his last name brasdakis i think but he's been pretty impressive scorer um kind of jumped into the scene like mo wagner did for for michigan last year okay um is a great scorer. I don't think he's going to be great defensively, but if he can find his jump shot, he'd be. A, I mean, if he could keep his jump shot into the NBA, he'd be a steal at that level. I don't know if he's going to declare this year or if he's going to keep playing. He's just a freshman this year, so um, that was the the one I had originally written for that corner. So who you got in the West? In the West, 
I have a guy that's playing him right now, uh, Shamari Pond, <coughs> out of St. John's. Not looking too good right now against Arizona State, but I'm gonna keep hope alive. But um, yeah, uh, again, he's a guard. Uh, uh, I'm not too sure where he's projected to land as of right now, but um, I see him as another, you know, Jalen Brunson type um, point guard. Um, he's mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty good uh, as a distributor. Um, he can find his game as well. Uh, yeah, I just feel like he'll be a really good, uh, you know, backup point guard. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't like a whole lot too much about his game, but I do feel that he can uh, offer a lot off the bench. Uh, maybe put him in like a six, a six man uh, role. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the local New York guy. All on right, this one. I like it. Uh, how about in the South? Who you got in the South? South. I have Bobo falling uh, due to his injury. Uh, so I kind of have injury. him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think somebody's going to take a, you know, take a risk on him. You know, kind of like uh, Michael Porter Jr. in the Nuggets. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it may turn out to be a steal. It may turn out just to be, you know, a waste. But I feel if he can come back from his injury. Mm-hmm. You just can't teach height, you know. Um, <laughs> That's the truth. But on the other hand, it's just like because of his height, he's just prone to, you know, get injured more. So mm-hmm. hopefully whatever team he goes to has a, you know, a adequate uh, uh, training staff and med- med- medical yeah. staff and they can um, keep him healthy because, I mean, I've seen a guy shoot, you know, from from three and he's pretty good. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. he's ready for the NBA pretty much because that's what he got to do: be tall and shoot. Um, yeah, he so comes I mean, in the Porzingis mold a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he has he has the paint, you know, down down packed already because nobody can really guard him up there. So I mean, mm-hmm. he'll be a steal if he can come back. It's contingent on his health pretty much, but I see him falling out of the first round because of it. All right. Um, I really like the the south corner as far as like mid-major players that could do well for, um, once they hit the league uh, I wrote a couple names down um, Kyle Guy at Virginia I like I think that he's going to be um, I think that he's going to be good I think that he, I think that he's always going to have a spot in the NBA because he can shoot the ball so well yeah. um, he's never going to be an elite defender he's never going to be I, I mean he, but he's even still, he's not a bad defender. Virginia is one of the best defensive teams in the league over the la- or in the NCAA over the last two years. Um, so I like him. I've got I put Grant Williams down and from Tennessee. Uh, I think that he's uh, he's m- the most impressive player on Tennessee for me. I think that he may. I think that there's a chance that he could peak in college, um, just because he's not he's not really his skill set and his size don't mix well once you get to the NBA. Um, but he he does have um, I don't, he just is very com- very poised, very composed on the court. He he does everything right. Um, so I think, I think there's a chance he could do well. Uh, the name I wrote down that I actually um, would be interested in is Ethan Happ from Wisconsin. Ah, um, real quick. A very interesting prospect. You know, he's he's six nine. He's not a seven footer, but he plays like a center. He He's great post moves, great under the basket, good rebounder, um, just an all all around pretty good playmaker. Um, but he, he he is 
undersized for the position that he should be playing, which is worrisome. But when you have a seven foot three power forward, um, you know you can get away with having a six foot nine center. So I think that it would be interesting to see him and uh, KP mixed together. I think that they would actually fit well together um, if that were you know plan Z yeah. for the Mavs draft Ethan Happ in the second round. We obviously have better uh, plans than that, but I don't think it's the worst uh, worst outcome that could Not happen. At all. So. Not at um, all. Yeah, so let's go to the Midwest. Um, I'm going to take a guy from Washington, University of Washington, and he honestly probably won't make it to the second round. I, I don't think he should make it to the second round, but I have seen some mock drafts where he does fall. But Matisse Thibel is an impressive player and he is fun to watch he gives the Mavs exactly what they need which is a wing defender that can absolutely lock people down I I would not be surprised if he's the best defensive prospect in the nation I would not be surprised if he is the best defensive prospect or defensive player coming out of the league and or coming out of the NCAA and into the league next year he's averaging three three and a half steals and 2.2 blocks per game which is just outrageous Uh, I averaged three steals per game last year um, he shoots the ball fairly well. He's a th- 35-ish percent three-point shooter, 45% overall. Not bad, but he's never going to be the scorer. He's going to be your Andre Robertson type player that's pretty much out there just to defend who you need him to defend. So I really like watching him play. Um, creates a whole new dimension for the team, and I think that he's going to do well in the NBA. Yeah, I believe he actually like broke. Was it like Jason Kidd steals record or something like a Pac-12 record? Oh, I don't know, but that wasn't the, the guy. Me. The guy is just—he's a beast on defense. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who you got from the uh, Midwest? Um, right now I have uh, the Frisco kid, the hometown kid from uh, Kentucky. I have PJ Washington. Well, right now he's uh, in a walking boot. Uh, they say, mm-hmm. you know, for precautionary reasons. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, uh, as long as that's not an issue, I mean, he would be my top pick coming out, you know, out of the second round. Um, he, he's mm-hmm. uh, 6'8", around 230. Um, right now he's, um, you know, he's averaging around, what, 14.8, say 15 points, seven boards. Uh, yeah, uh I, I, I've enjoyed watching him um, all year for Kentucky. Uh, I believe he's one of, if not Kentucky's best players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, his only issue, I mean, you know, will be like free throw percentage. Like he's under 70% right now. But uh, that won't be too bad because he makes up for it. He shoots over 40% from three. So, I mean, kind of balances out. Uh, he's a great defender. He's, uh, he's one of those energy and you know, high energy players as well. Um, he would, you know, fit great coming off the bench. Uh, yeah, he'll add like tons of depth to the to the team. Um, so yeah, I'll go with one of one of Cal's guys. Yeah, That's my I'm go-to super impressed by him too. Yeah, yeah, good, solid player. He'd be he'd be a steal for any team to get him in the second round for sure. But you know, those injuries they they throw things off. They do, they do. I'm just gonna keep an eye on that this weekend. See if he, mm-hmm. he's effective. Yeah, if he if he doesn't play, I mean he might sit the first game safely. But if he doesn't play by if he, if he's questionable going up to that second game, then you could be seeing some uh, some big uh, 
Cinderella story from Wofford, the Wofford Terriers. Ah, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love. All right, let's uh, let's go into the next segment. We want to talk about just um, we both obviously are fans of March Madness. We've watched a lot of games. What's the most memorable moment in your head from March Madness from your life? Ooh, all right. So this is probably my f- maybe my favorite sports moment. <laughs> oddly okay. enough, uh, 1998. I got a 13 seed Valparaiso and a four, se- four seed uh, Ole Miss. Uh, yes, yeah, the shot. <laughs> uh, so we pretty much <laughs> we have a situation where Bryce Drew misses a three. Um, uh, they call a timeout. They foul on the next play. Um, the play that they foul, I believe, he was like a you know pretty good free throw shooter, but he missed. The last one because I guess uh, they iced them. I could probably call a timeout in between. But yeah, they drew up a play. Um, and yeah, so I believe it was a uh, Sykes, uh, Jamie Sykes, inbounding the ball. The play, the part of the play that that I feel doesn't get as much uh, love mm-hmm. is Bill Jenkins's um, his tip pass because the inbounds pass would not have made it to Bryce Drew. Right. So Bill Bill Jenkins did kind of a uh, like a Derek Jeter cut off catch and throw to home base type thing. Like he just <laughs> meets the ball a little bit beyond half court and just his IQ is so high. He didn't even like come down with it. He just tips it to a running Bryce Drew and he's leaning for the three and it's pandemonium. Like they had, they had no chance of winning. This was Valparaiso's first tournament win in history. So yeah, like that's the biggest play I can like remember. I was a kid. I was staying up late to watch this and I'm just like, what just happened? Like that's the best play I've ever seen. It was it's better than Leitner. <laughs> it's better than anything I've ever seen. I'm just like, this is what I love. Like that play, I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of this March Madness stuff. There you go. <laughs> Put it in my veins, man. <laughs> yeah. So should I should I say how old I was in ninety eight or should I just leave that for Leave that off for now. Oh, don't do that to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, so let's see. So my, I've got a couple memories that come to mind. My first one, um, is Kemba Walker from 2011. Ah. Uh, so I I will tell you honest very honestly that I have been confident with my pick for an NCAA championship once in my lifetime and that was that year with UConn really and which is probably the one of the weirder ones because you know they were a three seed they were you know skeptical coming into the the tournament before the uh before their conference tournament but I watched Kimball Walker dominate the entire Big East in the tournament leader in the in their conference tournament leading up to it and I said there's not a team that can stop that guy and in every bracket I filled out it's the only time I've ever had the same champion in every bracket I filled out and it was Connecticut and everyone and I won the pool every in every bracket that year so nice. that was pretty memorable for me because I won some money and and you know you can't argue with that can't forget that um, <laughs> yeah the other one um was just the year before with Butler oh. um my favorite so play of uh, of that year was who were they playing? It was Butler versus uh, Van, was I think it was Vanderbilt. It was the, their first round matchup. 
Okay. And they had the uh, they were losing, and that's the I, I'm pretty sure that's the game where um, Howard I think was his name. Maybe this was okay. 2011. But anyways, he in the first round they're obviously the the underdog, and the guy misses or um, the guy on the other team misses the free throw. And Howard catches it and, and gets ready to heave a full court shot with no time left on the clock, and he gets fouled on a full court heave, and gets three free throws, and they Ice end up winning the game for that. Ice and, in his veins. <laughs> yep, it was just fascinating. I like you can't make that stuff up. You can't mess that kind of thing up. Let's see when what, what was that game? I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it was Butler, and I just remember laughing and laughing at that game because you just. You, you got to be smarter than that. You can't foul someone <laughs> with no time left on a full court heave. Um, and then the only other memorable moment that I have is a, is a bad memory. Mm. But um, I was um, kind of out on March Madness for a couple of years, not really um, on purpose and just bad timing kind of thing. But mm. I caught a glimpse of a game, and it was in 2000, 2013 yeah 2013 and it was uh the game that was on was louisville versus duke i believe and Ooh. it was the, the kevin ware moment yeah Ooh. yep so i i caught that out of the corner of my eye it was the only basketball i had seen for that whole season and it was the only play that i really watched and i watched kevin yeah. ware Break his yeah, leg that's, there, that's so. that's definitely on the list of like most gruesome injuries. Oh man, that was just awful because Ooh. you know there's no way they can censor that immediately. So you see it, see it in its yeah. full glory right away. In living color, jeez. Yeah, so that one was wild. That's definitely on my list. Um, so let's um, let's bounce this back to the Mavs a little bit. Are there any moments that you remember from current Mavericks players during their March Madness run? Um, actually, yeah, we have, uh, teammates, uh, 2013, we had, uh, yeah. Trey Burke and, uh, THJ, uh, Tim Holloway Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Michigan going up against Louisville, um, yeah, that's the same year, 2013. Yep. Um, they, they, uh, they came pretty close, but, uh, they fell, they fell short in the end to a really good, uh, Louisville team that year, they had, a uh, Peyton Siva. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montrez Harrell and Gorgie Jang. So, yeah, it was a yeah. That team it was, a, was it was a hard fought. It was a hard fought uh for a game, but it just fell short in the end. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy because it's March Madness and mm-hmm. we have teammates that play together. You mm-hmm. know, in a national tur- um, uh, championship. So it was just wow. It's like yeah, time to go get Nick Stauskas. <laughs> I know, right? He's out there somewhere. He's got yeah. He's got to be ready to become a map. He's right. Got, we're gonna rebuild that team. Shooters, even man. better shooters. than even better than the Fab Five, right? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, obviously uh, that was that was one of the first ones that came to my mind too. I mean, that was a, a really fun Michigan team. Kind of give you your your first glimpse of Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, you wanted to like the guy. He was just fun to watch, entertaining, yeah. but. Um, Trey Burke was the star of that team, which is kind of interesting. Um, you don't really not not that it's not that he's not a great player, but it was yeah. you know looking back, it's it seems like Tim Hardaway has been the better NBA player. Um, so it's kind of interesting how those things work. But it, you know, at the same at the same time, you're t- you're talking about Peyton Siva, and 
He's you know exactly. one of the great college players, but never did anything in the <laughs> exactly. NBA. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, so. it's like its own it's like its own domain in itself. Mm-hmm. Like some people, that's just their time to shine. You know, that's yeah. their moment. The NBA, not so much. You know, so yeah. It's very and then, rare that you have somebody you know come out on top in both. And right, you're really doing something. Yeah, it's 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 few and far between. But um, yeah, we we would be you know it would be wrong if we didn't mention Jalen Brunson in this conversation. Obviously, oh, he's very recent, um, but he was the heart and soul of that Villanova team. Obviously, they had some great talent. We got you know four f- four players on that team were or three players on that team were first rounders, and then he was the second rounder. Um, just a f- amazing team, two years in a row. And Jalen Brunson was was the heart of that team, and he's shown that he can be the heart of this team too for the Mavs. I mean, he has been absolutely unstoppable as of late. Um, just goes to show you again that draft prospects are draft or drafting and and all the the intricacies that go into um, scouting are are good. But sometimes you just got to watch the guy play and say that guy yeah. knows what he's doing. It's a ton of variables. I mean, experts get it wrong all the time. I always yeah. say this. I don't care what league it is. Uh, there's no way to honestly like judge uh, how a player is going to be, you know, at the next level because there's just so much like situations, uh, you know, teammates, uh, systems. A lot goes into it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times we, you know, give up on players a bit too quick. A lot of times yep. we hype up players. And, <laughs> That's the truth, Mark Hill. You know, so <laughs> yikes. Um, but yeah, I just feel like. That's why I'm happy when players find a good situation, you know, after, you know, going through like a rough patch their first couple seasons in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you find a good your good spot and you can show what you are, I mean, coming to like, you know, your true self, I mean, it's, it's great because we see what they can do in college. And I mean, we're not the eye test isn't wrong. Like they're not scrubs or anything. Right. Just sometimes it doesn't translate right away to the NBA. So take some time for others, you know? Mm hmm. All right, so I'm going to go off script here just a little bit. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me a time um, in in draft history, or just in, in maybe in the last couple, last few years, where you um, where you were right on a guy that other people were not on. So a guy that got maybe got or fell in the draft, or a guy that um, wasn't as hyped, or or someone that you picked that other people did not that has panned out really well. Ooh. Hmm. I we might may not see it um right now, but I, I kind of feel like Bam Adebayo is is that guy. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, I was I was very very high on him coming out of Kentucky, and uh, I still am. I mean, I, I I right now I believe if you know um, he had like a starting well not starting role but more minutes because uh, mm-hmm. right now you know um, he's in a pretty. Uh, the situation in Miami isn't uh, favorable for the most part, um, but because, right now they have what they have like the at the four playing power forward, which yeah. isn't which isn't you know too bad. But um, I don't know. I just feel maybe if he's in a better position, uh, maybe like in a small ball like lineup, uh, he can uh, show even more of what he can do. But we're seeing it now, you know, it just like again his um his high motor. Um, his yeah. that quick second jump. 
Um, he's he's just um, tenacious on defense. Um, he's a ready, willing, and able defender. Um, he'll he'll go out to the perimeter. He'll guard you know anyone. Uh, he's quick laterally. Um, yeah, I, there's so much to love about the guy. You know, he's a great yeah, teammate. Absolutely. You know, so that's, that's one guy that sticks out in my mind that I was like really high on that um, mm-hmm. I didn't really hear too much buzz about during the draft, but I like him in the league. Yeah. All right, and give me one that you were wrong about, one that that either you were low on that turned out really good or one that you were high on that did not pan out. <sighs> Who was I low on? Well, I'll go Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, I think that's the case with both Recent, of us. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't. I, I don't know what some players. Maybe I let the hype get to me, and I'm just like, why is everyone so hype about this guy? And I just didn't see it then. Uh, well, how could you? Yeah. He was never on the court. <laughs> yeah, that too. So it's just. But now I'm like, okay, he's again situation. Uh, yep. Memphis and rebuild. He gets tons of minutes. He gets a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, of rope. Like he gets to show himself. And I was wrong. Uh, yeah. Plus, some ball. guidance from a guy like Mark Gasol never hurt anyone. No, of course not. I mean, he, he can only elevate your game. You know, um, he's mm-hmm. great for today's NBA. He can shoot from outside, which I really didn't give him give him like enough credit for. Um, coming out of college, but yeah, the dude is he's he's big time. I yeah. gotta, you know, tip my yeah. cap to him. Yeah, we we both uh, we both uh, eaten our words on that one. I was also low on on Jaron Jackson. Um, the two that come to mind for me, I'm I'm gonna throw mine out here real quick. Uh, obviously, you know my low my low moment. I've told I've told the staff many times, but I was one of the f- probably one of like ten people in the whole world that said Anthony Davis wasn't gonna be great. Um, <laughs> was, yeah, I can I can uh, go back on that one many many times. I just didn't. And I think it's a lot of what you were talking about. Some people, every once in a while, you just want to not buy into the hype. And yeah. I was with that. I I'm, I really don't like John Calipari. I know that he. I understand that he's a good coach. I understand that he's obviously a, a you know, a better uh, recruiter. But um, I didn't want to buy into it, and I, I put myself on record, and that was a big mistake. So, um, yes, Anthony Davis is my biggest low for sure. I have others. Um, I have plenty of others, but that's my big one. I think my highest high was De'Aaron Fox. I wrote a piece before uh, that draft saying that I felt like De'Aaron Fox should have been the number one overall pick, uh, and I think okay. he's starting to prove that more and more as time goes on. I still think that he could. I still think that by the end of all of this, he will. we will look back at that draft and say he should have been number one. That's my. I'm still fully on that train. So, um. All right, so we're running a little low on time. I, I just wanted to veer a little bit there, but let's go into some bracket picks. Um, just give me, real quick, um, your upset pick in the your, your top upset, your most confident upset pick in the East Corner. Upset pick. Ugh. I'm going with Belmont over Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Me too. Play. That is mine as well. I also have not as much of an upset. I have Central Florida over VCU. Um, okay. Just a small one, but 8-9 is, is hardly an upset, but I, I know VCU is obviously a big name in tournaments because of their history, but I do have Central yeah. Florida over VCU. Um, let's go to the West. Um, for me, I've got, uh, let's see, I've got Murray State over Marquette. Uh, I do believe that Murray State has a, a good team. I think Marquette is a good team as well. But I think Murray State is going to be um, ready to play. 
Um, yeah, sorry, Sean. Sean and our staff is, uh, goes to school at Marquette, so he probably doesn't want to hear that, but that's my pick. How about you? Um, Yeah, I have Murray State as well. Uh, it's going to be a, a crazy, crazy first-round matchup with uh, Marcus Howard and John Morant. So, um, yeah, if I picked one game to watch, if there was one game that I said you, you, you want to tune in on this game, that would be my one game in the first round. Oh, for sure. That's, yeah. that's like must-see basketball right there. Mm-hmm. Anyone else in that corner you uh you're leaning towards? Um, upset? Mm-hmm. No, not Ooh, first you round. Got a no. chalk in that one in the first round, huh? Other than Murray, I, I I do have Florida over Nevada. Um, I'm not confident with that pick, but I I do think Florida is better than their record. So that's my my small two cents there. Let's go up to the south. What's your what's your pick in the south? Ooh, okay. It gets interesting. I have UC Irvine over Kansas State. <laughs> uh, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they can like they can shoot like lights out. Uh, yes, they can. Do I have any others? Uh, not really. Um, I'm not calling ups. I'm just saying, be careful. Villanova, be careful. That's now all you're talking. Uh, I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. I like but, that. Um, <laughs> so my, yeah, my my big one in this one is I've got Oregon over Wisconsin. Uh, Oregon's coming in hot. They've got a good team. Um, my goodness, I cannot think of his name off the top of my head right now. But Oregon's center, power forward, um, whoever he is, he has got some of the best timing I've ever seen for a, a shot blocker. Um, let me find his name. Kenny Wooten is his name. Wooten, there you go. Yeah. Peyton Pritchard is great. He's going to he, – he, he's that guy that – he's like a T.J. McConnell type player. Um, really scrappy, good player, impressive at all times. Um, but Kenny Wooten is the guy to watch in that game, and he is fun to watch. Um, so that's that's my, my little one there. Um, and let's get into the Midwest. Final corner here. What's your upset pick in the Midwest? And don't tell me you're taking UNC to get dropped in the first round. I'm not, but Iona does play the same at the same pace. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so it, it, when you have games where you have two similar teams, like similar style of play, it gets it gets real sketchy. I'll leave it at that. It's true. But I'm not I'm not I'm not going to say it's an upset. I'm just saying, you know, it's it, it could get interesting. But uh. And this, uh, let me see, no, no, let me see, no, no, I can't, I don't trust them. No, I don't, I actually don't have any in, um, in this, No upsets uh, this in the region. first round. That's a dangerous game. So I've got two in this one. Uh, I've got Washington over Utah State. Um, you know, Washington, the Pac-12 is horribly weak this year, but the Washington did win the regular season in the Pac-12. No matter how bad a power division is going is, that's you know that's still an impressive feat. Um, I don't think Utah State is is great. Um, they are good. I don't think they're great. Um, and then the other one I have as not necessarily as it's going to happen, um, but I do have uh, Northeastern over Kansas. Okay. That's a that's a quiet one. That's a, not a confident one, but I don't think Kansas is as good as they've been in years past. And I think Kansas is ha- 
they always have a target on their pack, and I think that's going to, oh. to come into play here. And I think Northeastern, small school that no one's ever heard of, is going to make them pay, just like Kansas has seen in the past. They've they, It's happened to them before. I'd like to see it. <laughs> all right, let's um, tell me your final four, uh, and then your um, who's winning it all. All right, surprise! I got Duke in the East. What? Uh, uh yeah, no, right? It's crazy. Um, I have Buffalo coming Buffalo. up. Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. Mind you, I have, I have Buffalo meeting Murray State in the Elite Eight. Well, okay. No, in the Sweet 16. You know? Okay, so the West is the corner that ex- that implodes entirely. Wild, I got you. Wild West, man. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's how I see it coming out. But uh, let's go South. Ooh, South, South, South. I have, I have Tennessee. Okay. I have Tennessee coming out. I really want <laughs> to go with Houston in the Houston Midwest. Houston is dangerous. I love. The way they play, I love mm-hmm. Corey Davis Jr. I, I have them and Carolina meeting. It's just ah, uh, <laughs> as much as I hate them, I cannot go against North Carolina. Nope, you can't. All right, championship game. Duke UNC part four. Part four. I, everyone's been wanting that. It will be bigger than the Super Bowl, especially this last one. Yep. Because that game with Zion was close. It came down to the last possession. UNC, Even with Zion, one point win. Yep, UNC I, I, is I need more. is built to play what play them hard. And man, anytime you put that rivalry in play, anything can happen. Because they played both. They played North Carolina fairly close both times. They didn't have Zion. That's true. Yeah. So you got Duke winning it all. I'm sure. By a small margin, of course. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so mine is different. Um, I've got Duke, um, but I've got a close game with Michigan State. I think Michigan State plays a, a, a unique style that'll that'll give Duke some fits. But I do have Duke just you know outmanning him at the in the end. Um, I've got I've got Florida State in the West, huh? Which is an interesting pick. Florida State just looked good in the tournament. I think that they're a good team. I think that they can catch fire, and when they do, they're dangerous. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got Tennessee in the south as well. Uh, Tennessee over Virginia. Just close game. But Tennessee, they just, you know, they hit all, they tick all the boxes. They, they've got um, athleticism. They've got shooting. Uh, but they've got leadership and they've got, um, you know, they've got experience. And that's big for me. I think that they've got an experienced team that's going to be um, hard to beat. And then uh, big shock here, I've got North Carolina coming out of the Midwest. <laughs> And I, I'm with you. I've got North Carolina Duke part four, but I've got North Carolina winning it. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> who could right. who could have guessed? I know. Okay. Well, it'll be fun either way. <laughs> it's going to be a great tournament. Um, everyone, you're, you're going to enjoy it. That's all I can say. Um, last thing here, I am going to give Manny some Mavs trivia before we sign off here. And the, this is my favorite part of the segment. So... Oh. All right, Manny, I've got a long question here for you, so bear with me. Okay. Okay, so since Dirk Nowitzki has entered the league, a Mavs player has scored 40 or more more points in a game on 32 different occasions between regular season and playoffs. My question is, 
how many of those 32 belong to Dirk? And can you name two other players who have done it in that time frame? I'll answer the second part first. Um, forty-point games. You said forty-point games, right? Forty-point games. Yep. You know, I'm probably gonna get this all wrong, but I'm gonna go with Nick Van Exel and hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, Give me Monte Ellis. No Monte, but Nick Van Exel is correct. Nick Van Exel okay. is the only player in, or since Dirk has been drafted that had a 40-point game in the playoffs, aside from Dirk. That I remember against freaking, must have been against the Kings or something. Yep, Sacramento <laughs> on May 10th, 2003. Ah. And it was in Sacramento. It was on the road. Nice. So. Um, how many are how many out of the 32? Out of 32. 30? <laughs> no. I, th- I I thought about giving you that, but no. It's 27. So 27 out of 32. The other five were five by five different players. No one else has more than one 40-point game since Dirk has been drafted for the Mavs. Okay. So let me give it to you here. Michael Finley, November 27, okay. 2002, at Detroit. Okay. That's one of them. Nick Van Exel, May 10, 2003, at Sacramento. Josh Howard, December 8th, 2007, at home against Utah. Okay. Rodrigue Beaubois. What? March 27th, 2010, at Golden State. Woo! And my That's personal favorite, O.J. Mayo, December 8th, 2012, at Houston. The juice! Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, that was a terrible year. <laughs> yes. All right, so last thing here, because we are over time. Um, big shock there. On So a, a little bit of Mavs history here. Uh, or actually, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. So on March 3rd, 2012, Dirk scored 40 points on the Utah Jazz in 29 minutes. That's my That was my, my other little fun fact. 29 minutes, 40 points. And it had to happen to the Jazz. Okay, last thing. Yeah, last thing here. Um, this day in history, we're recording on March 20th. So on March 20th, 2016, Dallas beat Portland. So we played Portland three years ago on the same day, beat them 132-120, to 120, and Dirk scored 40 on 16 of 26 shooting. Interesting. Yeah, and Darren Williams also had 31 in that game. Oh, back when we actually wanted them. Damn. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't look like the Mavs are going to pull out a win on the same day in history today, but that's oh, okay. That's not looking too good right now. Not looking too good. We're down by 18 at the end of the third quarter. So, mm, no, no, no not right. so good. But that's all I've got. Um, thanks for listening again. Uh, we are the Smoking Cuban Podcast. Look, look us up, uh, Manny Dixon and Cole Rast on thesmokingcuban.com. Also on Twitter, at ColeRastMan67 and at EmmanuelDixon underscore. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right, y'all. Thanks. See you next time.